Welcome to Love String, love stories that tie us all together. I am your host, Rachel Fiorello, a true believer in love, and now a dedicated teller of love stories. In episode four, part one of a two-part series, I am sharing my love story with my husband, Matt. So sit back, open up your hearts, and get ready to fall in love. friend Lauren here today and we're going to flip the script and have her kind of take over and ask all the questions on me this time. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, Rachel, and thanks for having me. And when Rachel sent me the message that she wanted me to help tell her story, I have to say I was really honored um, because knowing you, Rachel, as a friend and how you have moved through your love story it's so admirable in so many ways. So not only is you and Matt's story so admirable, but the way that your story has continued. And we're going to we're going to get to that. We're going to tell that part of it. But I want to start out by just having you share a little bit about how you and Matt met. So how did this start? All right, let's see. So it's actually interesting. I met Matt before I actually met him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) So I was living in New York and I came home for a family event and he went to law school with my best friend. So I was meeting up with my best friend and all her law school friends that night. And they were actually going to see this guy. They called him Fio because his last name was Fiorello. And so I thought this guy's name was Theo, like T H E O. And I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting name for like <laughs> just the way she described him. I was like, all right, okay. we'll go with it. Um, and so we go to Theo's band. And it was, you know, it was nothing like that. I obviously I lived in New York, but I met him and um and that was it. Yeah. So fast forward to about maybe another year or two, I moved back to Florida from New York and I happened to move into the same building that my best friend was living in. So she was like, oh, hey, come up one night. So I went up to her apartment and was just kind of sitting there hanging out. Um, One of our other friends was in town. So we were all just sitting there. And from their balcony comes this guy and he walks into their apartment and he locked eyes with me. And there was just something in that moment where I knew. Wow. Well, (laughs) I knew that he was looking at me like that. Do you know what I mean? Yes, you knew. And I was like, immediately. Like, literally, something came over me and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, like, he is like, (laughs) it's serious. He is like coming for me. (laughs) (laughs) He's laser focused. I could like feel it. Yeah, I just. So, what happened after he locked eyes with you like that? Like, then he walks in. What happens after that moment? And what were you thinking in that moment? Were you a little bit freaked out? Were you like, who is this guy? Why is he looking at me that way? I wasn't freaked out because I knew, like, that was all him. <laughs> you know? And how like, well did you know him at that Oh, point? I didn't know him at all. Okay. Like, like, you had met him, like, previously, but that was it. I don't even know that at that point I had put two and two together that that was Theo. <laughs> Got it. Okay. You didn't know that that was... You didn't know. So. Okay. So... He comes in, he locks eyes, and I just instantly knew he was going to come for me at some point. Yeah. And I want to say that that night ended, like that was it. Maybe he even left shortly after and that was kind of it. Okay. Um, so it was a while later that, again, 
me, I'm not in law school, but I kept hanging out with all the law school buddies. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to a lawyer function as any non-lawyer would do. (laughs) And I went to go meet up with um, my best friend and her friends at a bar. And that's where I think the first time we actually like spoke. Okay. So he came up to me, same thing. Like I knew he was like Like coming for me. Major. He like talked my ear off the whole night. Wow. He asked for my number and I gave it to him because why not? Right. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? And he texted me that night and all he said was, I hope you get home safely or I hope you got home safely. And so, of course, I responded. Yeah, right. Well, his side of the story was that he told people I wouldn't stop texting him. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. I just want to say that I was responding to the text. But no, he. the first conversation we actually had was about our dogs. Um, I was telling him about my dog and how he was like the best dog ever. And he was like, no, no, no. Sorry. Like, I have the best dog ever. (laughs) So it was great conversation, <laughs> any normal conversation than most people would have. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So what happened after that? Like, how did the relationship deepen? Like, where did it go from there? How quickly did things move? How did all that go? The next day, oh. I get a text message that says, hey, I'm at your building in your pool. Oh. You should come say hi. And I was like, well, this isn't weird at all. Right. <laughs> Showing right. up in my pool. Yeah. So, sure, why not? Yeah. So I went up to the pool and saw uh, he was there with his friend and said hi to them. And I actually was had plans to go out to dinner with my family that night, so I had to go back and get ready. Um, but from there, there was just something about him. I can't say that I was, like, instantly in that place. Yeah. But there was something, obviously, that kept leading me down that path. Mm-hmm. And so I was very responsive. I... Um, from there, he ended up coming over one night and I made him dinner. He would tell this side of the story of <laughs> how awful the dinner was that I, like I made. This version. I mixed peanut butter and chicken is what he would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like a Thai chicken sort a of. Thai chicken. Okay. Thank you. That's yeah, exactly what, that's it was. what I think of. He yeah. told me that I made peanut butter chicken. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, and from there, it just kind of, you know, I think for me, I had heard about this guy from my best friend. Okay. And, you know, they were all very close. They were good friends. Yeah. Were there certain were there certain dynamics that you had heard about like of his character that you liked? Yeah, I mean, he sounded like a great guy, like a very loyal, you know, loving, dedicated person. And mm-hmm. so I think there was something about that that I knew that kind of kept bring me back. Yeah. Even though I wasn't necessarily sold on the idea of dating him yet, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't until the first time he actually asked me out to dinner and we went to dinner, we went to the macaroni grill, which is in in plantation, Florida. (laughs) Um, and we finally had our first like real conversation. And it was at that point that I was like, this is why you should never listen to the stories that other people tell you because I had already kind of prejudged him as a person, even though it was all positive things. Yeah. I thought that it was just positively negative, if that makes sense. so interesting. He almost like was loyal to a fault Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, would kind of, in a way, it seemed that he would like let people walk all over him. And I was like, well, what kind of guy does that? You know? And so- it wasn't until I was able to speak with him and we had a deeper conversation that it was actually a positively positive thing. Yeah. And it was like, wow, this guy is like such a good guy. That's amazing. Um, and that's what kind of from there I was 
I was like, okay, we'll give this a shot. So you knew you really had something like you knew at that point, was that the moment where you could say, okay, I know this is deeper. Like, I know there's something here. I can actually recall the moment I knew that we were going to get married. Oh, okay. Please and do then, tell. <laughs> it was actually, um, so my, I grew up in Plantation, Florida, which is like a suburb of Fort Lauderdale. And he happened to, he actually grew up in actual Fort Lauderdale. We didn't know each other. It's very rare that to be rare. from South Florida. Yes, so close. And still, you know, in, in that place. Um, and randomly enough, he was living in Plantation out of all places. And I was living in Fort Lauderdale. So That's we crazy. kind of flipped yeah. places. Yeah. And so my mom was still living in plantation at the time and we were going out to dinner with her one night. And I don't recall the conversation that was happening in the car. Maybe I think it was, he was just talking to my mom. And so at this point, obviously we had been dating for a while, not a while, but maybe, you know, a month or whatever. Um, and I literally can, I can recall the intersection we were at. I was sitting in the passenger seat of the car and I was like, I am going to marry this guy. Wow. Yeah. And like, was it it something he said or was it just a moment that you just knew you had that moment that was like, this is it. It's like, I knew who he was at that moment. Like it was so clear to me and he was like this incredibly wonderful person. And you don't find that very often in many people. You don't. That's amazing. To have that moment is so special. It is because like, it is, I'm telling you, there is something about that moment that's ingrained in my head that I can recall every little detail of it. You can see that in your mind at any time. Okay. So walk us through the journey of like, that's one month in you, you knew pretty early on in the relationship. And it sounds like he knew pretty early on, right? So when did the L word come out? When did it get more serious? Tell us the story of the I love you and then the journey from there. So I have to tell you one thing I forgot to mention. That first night that I went to go hang out with the lawyers at a lawyer function. Yeah. (laughs) um, It was when we were leaving that night before he left and and had texted me. He told my friend and my friend, of course, told me three seconds later um, that he was smitten with me. And there was just something about that word choice. Mm -hmm. And I was like. I like that word choice. I really like that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So there was something about that. I was like, okay, that's really sweet. Stuck out. So Mm. fast forward now, um, we were obviously dating. I can't say it was a very long time at this point, but I recall this exact situation as well. We were (laughs) in public and we, he had his own apartment. I had my own apartment and I asked him, we were in the milk section. This is so romantic. (laughs) And I asked him, I was like, hey, can you buy skim milk? Because that's what I like. And he looked at me and he's like, oh, I don't really buy skim milk. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's what I drink. (laughs) That's what I like. (laughs) For what? I don't even know what we were getting milk for because I rarely drink milk. But he picked up the skim milk and he was like, I will get skim milk because I love you. And that I was, was it. Like, that was the first that was, time. That was it. Did it come out naturally? Or was it like he was making a statement and this was a, a great nonchalant time to slip it in? Like he, what, how did that? He had no intentions of saying it. And you could see on his uh, face. So he was just like, oh my out. God, I just said that. Wow. <laughs> and what did you do? Was I was like, reaction? this is so awkward. I don't know how to respond right now because we're in Publix and like in the milk section. And he just accidentally told me he loved me. Like it was so <laughs> weird, <laughs> but so sweet. And I obviously recall that exact moment. So did you say it back or you no. just were like, okay, moving on. Next thing on the list. Yes. Basically I was like, Oh, I think we need something else. <laughs> that is amazing. I want to say I like pretended to not hear it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So walk me through what happened then. Like what is the journey and how did you get 
to like your family story and all of that, right? Because there's all that in between. So what did that look like? You know, we moved in together fairly quickly only because my lease was ending. Um, I mean, it was months later, yeah. but we decided we would it would make the most sense to get an apartment together. So we got a two-bedroom apartment in downtown Fort Lauderdale where he worked in basically an adjoining building. It was perfect for oh, him. It made great. so much sense to just walk right over to work. Um, and from there, you know, we did so much together. We had so much fun together. We spent so much time with our families together That's great. and really just started building, you know, this solid relationship. Yeah. So when did it move to the next level? Like when did the engagement come? You know, when did all of that happen? We were dating for almost four years when he finally proposed. Okay. And, you know, when it's funny looking back at, at my current age, you're like, oh, that's like no big deal. But then I was like, what is taking so long? Yeah, that's like, a pretty long time because you guys knew, it seems like in the beginning, that this was this was pretty much it, you know? Yeah. So where, why do you think there was that time for both of you? That four-year period. I think for him, he really wanted to be in a very solid place in his career. And he was working at the time as a public defender. Yeah. Which, um, you know, monetarily Mm -hmm. and and long-term career goal-wise, that was not where he anticipated to be. And of course, those things don't matter. But I think in his mind, he wanted to have a very solid, you know, footing before we took that next step. Yes. So it was at the end of 2011, we lived in Delray Beach. We had moved to Delray Beach because he had taken a job in West Palm. Okay. And we were going out to dinner one night. His cousins were actually in town. So I in no way was expecting this because why would he (laughs) propose to me with with family members around? So his uncle, his brother, and his cousins were there. And we went to one of our favorite restaurants called Dada in Fort Lauderdale, in Delray. Yes. And we were sitting back there and he was being so weird. He got up and went to the bathroom like three times. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Apparently looking back, that was like the clue, you know, the key word when that, he like, had to coming? go to the bathroom that his brother was supposed to take out his phone and start recording. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. I see. Did you suspect anything was going on at this point? Like leading up to it? Did you like know it was coming? No idea. Okay. I had no idea it was coming, but I knew he was being really weird, but still not expecting <laughs> it. I'm not at all. Okay. And so he comes back from the bathroom and I look over and he's down on one knee and I was like, what are you doing? Like, wow. And then I remember just saying like, are you joking? Are you joking? Like, you know, obviously I had been waiting for this moment for so long, you yes. know, in my world. And I was just so excited. His, by the way, his whole family that was there had no idea. So they were all screaming too. They had no idea. He didn't tell his family. Only his brother knew. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So we left the restaurant we were at that night and he actually had my family waiting at a bar down the street. I love that. So we went and were able to celebrate with my family. Um, Some friends met us and his family as well. Okay. So here's a question. I experienced this personally, and I'm wondering if you did too. After you got engaged, did you, did you ever have that moment where it felt like it felt so serious and real and heavy where you're like, okay, are we really doing this? Or when you got engaged, were you like, 
nope, th- like this is it. Let's go. Let's get married like right now. It was how was that for you? It was so natural. Oh, um, no, I was like, wow, that you was know, guns blazing. Like, You're let's ready, do it. Ready to roll. Yeah. Okay. So how long were you engaged? So we got engaged on December 29th, 2011, and we were married on November 10th, 2012. So just a little under a year. I love that. Okay. And about the wedding day, what stands out in your head the most about your wedding day? Our wedding day was honestly the most beautiful day I have ever experienced. Like the love was so obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, not just between us, but I feel like it was this all around like breeding pool for love. Like everyone, it was just in the air. It was so So natural. I think the, the background, we got married, um, at the W hotel in Fort Lauderdale, right. You know, by the beach. And so where we were actually married for the ceremony was overlooking the ocean. The sun was setting. It was just like a surreal environment and you, it made it so perfect. So um, yeah, it was honestly the most perfect day. And Matt is not a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. And he cried when he said his vows. Aww. And that, like, yeah. his dad also, I looked over. I've never seen his dad cry. Really? And his dad was crying, like, through our vows. We wow. wrote our own vows. Yeah. So it was just a very special Um, for obvious reasons it's a very special day but for so much more of my favorite memories from our wedding was that Matt and I never left each other's sides and I know that sounds so weird but there were so many weddings we had gone to as guests and the bride and groom were never together and we were like what is this day about you know this day is about love it's about you guys being together And I will never forget Matt literally never left my side. And I just remember feeling like this is us. Like it was just, it was about us. It was about our love. And I could feel every ounce of that. I can actually remember feeling a very obvious divide between now being a married couple versus just a dating or engaged couple. Like I felt like we were whole, we were a unit, we were Mm -hmm. in the place we were supposed to be Mm -hmm. and like nothing could stop us. That is incredible. So you felt like very tangibly like that shift, like that move to Mm being one. 100%. Every time I looked down at my finger and saw my ring, the, you know, it's a very obviously symbolic thing when you see a ring on someone's finger. But for me, it was so much more than that. And so that ring, just looking at it was so much more than being married. It was like, it symbolized him for me. And so every time I look at my finger, I see so much more than like who he is as a person, exactly who you are as a unit. Like as one, right? Exactly. And who you're going to move forward, right? To be. Exactly. And how did you guys move forward? Like in your mind, like you were ready, you were ready to take on the world. Like you were ready to go as one. And so talk to me about how you did enter the world as one. Like what did that look like over those next few years? So just, you know, immediately after we about a week later we left for our honeymoon and we went to South Africa. And I think for us, you know, he wanted to go to a very, um, 
lazy, calm, beachy place where we could just do absolutely nothing and chill. And I convinced him, Matt, (laughs) you did not do that. So what happened? (laughs) I convinced him that we needed to go big. Like I knew (laughs) that was it. (laughs) I, for me, travel was always very important and for him too. And so we had already experienced so many, um, new places together. You know, I had lived in New York City. He had actually never been to New York City. So getting to take him there on a few trips and show him around while we were dating, things like that were very important to me. And he started to have this like desire for travel and love, you know, new places and things like that. So we started to share that together so much so that our wedding actually, um, all of the different tables that people sat at were names of places we had visited together. Oh, that's so cool. And then on the back of the name of the you know, the back of the table name on the card was a picture of us in that location. Love that. Um, so it was just very personal. And so for me, when we were planning the honeymoon, I had to convince him, <laughs> but, but it happened. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> it happened. I, I was like, Matt, we, this is our time to do it. Like I knew I wanted to start a family right yep. away. I say I knew I, because that also took a little convincing that it was going to happen sooner rather than later. Okay. I told him okay. Matt, you don't know when you're going to get pregnant. You That's gotta, true. It could right. take forever. You have to go you gotta get on right. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so same thing with the honeymoon. Like you don't know when you're going to have the opportunity to take a big trip again. And That's so right. now is the time. And you know, forget the finances. Like we'll figure it out. Which like we did, it was fine. And, and how did he respond to that? Like how did he shift from wanting to go somewhere that's just a beachy location and drink margaritas to a safari? He he was so happy we were there. It was honestly the coolest experience together. You know, I would not have ever imagined, like if I had taken that trip previously, it would never have been the same. Like being there with him as a newly married couple and experiencing that together was obviously something I'll never forget, but I'm so incredibly grateful that we took that trip together. Yeah. Such an adventure, right? Was it the adventure that made it so special? Like what was the best part of the trip for you? I think it was the adventure. You know, we did have time to chill and and relax, but also do things that you will never get to do elsewhere. Like a safari. I mean, we um, went cage diving with great white sharks. What? Yeah. That's incredible. So all kinds of things like that, that you just can't do in other places. Wow. Um, And I think, you know, he, at the end of the day, he was so happy we did that too. And you know, we always talked about bringing our kids back there because we loved it so much and we wanted to travel with our kids and be able to show them the world. You know, yes, we met a mother, a single mother and her young son while we were on the shark diving trip and hearing her talk like it, I think it opened our eyes, both of us to our future with children. And she was very clear on like how she wanted her son to see the difference of how people, you know, live in other parts of the world. And also that you can experience, you know, these things. And, and it made so much sense to us. And it brought us both on the same page of like, that's exactly what we want for our children. That's really cool. It's almost like the symbolic meeting of, you know, people come into your lives for a reason. And I will never forget her or her son. Wow. It was almost just that like preparation of what was to come for you guys. That's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. That's so it was, um, it was a cool moment. So that was in November. Okay. It was over Thanksgiving. And then in April, I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not realize it was that fast. Okay. Yeah. So here it is. 
Okay. So you convinced him to start trying early. <laughs> how resistant was he? Like, how was he feeling about this? Well, how long I, did he want to wait? Listen, my main point of persuasion <laughs> was that this could take a while. Right. And Which yes, it could. Yeah, it could, but yes. it happened on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is amazing. So what was the reaction here? So you just find out that you're pregnant, like so early on, what did he do? What do you remember that? Like, oh, of gosh, course yeah. you remember that moment. He was so excited. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, it was really funny because I was convinced that I wasn't pregnant that month and this we were never going to get pregnant, you know? And of course, like people have obviously, you know, major pregnancy struggles and you just don't know what your body is going to do when the time comes. Yeah. Um, so we were very lucky and very fortunate that it happened, you know, so quickly for us. But, you know, again, at that point, we had been together for four years. So I felt that we did get to experience so much time together as a couple, even though not necessarily married, Definitely. that it was, you know, an okay time for us to move forward with, you know, starting a family. That is amazing. Okay. So throughout the pregnancy, how was it with him? Like, how did he treat you throughout the pregnancy? Like, how did that whole thing go? I love that you're asking that because I recently was looking back at, um, so I was at, you know, I would be at work during the day. He was obviously at work during the day and we would chat all day long on um, Gmail, like Gchat. Oh, yes. Good old Gchat. So, good. so yes. I recently found, you know, literally our in every <gasps> conversation. That's amazing. That we've ever had. All the records. And Incredible. I was reading them. I just, my eyes kind of caught the parts where I happened to be pregnant. And I didn't recall this at the time, but literally every morning he would ask me, what did I eat for breakfast? How's the baby? Like, oh, did I, God. you know, he made me a smoothie. Did you get the smoothie I left you in the refrigerator? Like, He would he, make you smoothies? He was like I'm so really like doting. And That's like, amazing. And genuinely wanted to make sure I was healthy and safe and that our baby was healthy and safe. And oh. he came to every doctor's appointment, oh my um, gosh. even the ones that it was so unnecessary that he came to. He was there. He, <laughs> he was, was going to be there. So committed. Yeah. So committed. So loving. Oh my gosh. This is so amazing. I love hearing this. Um, okay. So fast forward to when you're going to have your first baby. So here comes London. Yeah, here comes little London. How did everything go? How did this moment go for you? So it was the middle of the night. And of course, it always <laughs> that happens always that way. Yep. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I woke him up and I was like, hey, Matt, I'm pretty sure we're having a baby. And it was, she was two weeks early. So, you know, you're not really sure, but yeah, all signs were pointing to yes. Yes. So we went to the hospital, middle of the night. He was... Um, he got a lot of time sleeping on the couch. And so, you know. <laughs> exactly. Right? And I was like, probably Hello. up all night for you. <laughs> no, but I will never, honestly, one of the greatest moments, uh, you know, of one of the greatest memories that I have ingrained in my head forever is this bond that we shared over the birth of London. Okay. And there was something about, you know, the chaos that's going on in the room around you. There were issues like her oxygen levels were dropping. So they had to put oxygen on me. They had to like flip me all different kinds of directions. Wow. And so there was all this stuff going on in the room and through it all. Like when I remember when I had to start pushing, I, my eyes were 
dead locked on his. Wow. And they like never left his eyes and he, his eyes never left mine. And there was just something in that moment, like this nonverbal communication that no words needed to be spoken. Yeah. But I remember London, you know, entering the world and he was just like bawling again, not an emotional person. And just, you know, I got to witness him becoming a dad. And that is like a moment that, that every ounce of that, those memories will be in my head forever. That is amazing. And it's, you know, what you, what like I think of when you said that it's that like locking eyes that you first had in the very beginning when he walked into the room, Yeah, it's like that same, like locking eyes, that connection without speaking anything. Yeah, And that's really powerful. And I don't think that always happens to everyone where you can be saying a lot without saying anything at all. Yeah. So that's super powerful that you guys had that. Okay. So here you are, you've got little London, you're starting your family. How were things as you started your family? How was he as a dad? How did your love grow? What was hard about starting your family? Because that's an exhausting season, right? And that can sometimes put strain, right? On you guys as new parents. How was it for you in that season? So London was born the day after Christmas. Okay. And that alone is, you know, you want to be around family. And I think we felt very together in it, but also very alone because, you know, nobody was really around and um, not to say our family wasn't there, but just, you know, they have, of course, everyone has holiday plans, you know, so we really did rely on each other a lot, of course. And Matt did everything. I mean, he would wake up with me in the middle of the night. I mean, I was nursing, so he didn't need to do anything. anything. Um, I'm not going to say that I didn't coerce him to, (laughs) (laughs) but he, at the end of the day, he could have easily said no. And like, I wouldn't have pushed it. Yes. Maybe I would have, but he still would have, (laughs) he still would have been okay. So he would, we would go into London's room. I would nurse her in there and he would pass out on the floor, but he was in the room with me sleeping on the floor. (laughs) That is incredible. So he would go in and just be there on the floor and then go back to the (laughs) Yeah. So London had some feeding issues. You know, uh, she was what they called a lazy eater, which is a great, you know, a great title. Um, (laughs) She is not such a lazy eater anymore. But anyway, so I needed assistance in like, just making sure that I was doing it right. I think I needed those like confidence boosters. And so if I was doing it alone, and he wasn't there with me, that would have been, you know, a big deal. So he was great in that aspect. And then what I would do is usually, you know, as time went on and we felt more confident with the way that she was eating, I would actually um, feed her and then I would wake him up, pass her off to him. Yeah. He would swaddle her. He was like a swaddle master. Ooh, nice. Yeah, he'd swaddle her nice and tight. I would already skill. be back in bed. That's Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> good skill yes. um, and a tough skill. And he'd put her back down and go back to sleep. And then he'd go to work in the morning. I mean, it's he incredible. was up with me in the night when he had to work and I was home. With so you guys London. were just team. You were a team. You were always a team. In like everything. From day one. Absolutely. In everything. Yeah. He was fully... He was fully there, fully present. Absolutely. He came home um, as she got older and, you know, had bath, nightly baths. He gave her a bath every single night. He was in charge of bath time. That's what, you know, he yeah, wanted. that was his thing. Yeah. And that was, you know, his time to spend with her. So, yeah. And then how did your love grow over the years of starting a family and having kids? Like, how did it change, would you say, over those years? 
you know, obviously your time is now split with other humans. Yes. And, um, <laughs> but I think it only made us stronger. I mean, for me, the joy of seeing him act as a dad mm-hmm. and still as my husband, you know, you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, his, I know we haven't talked about Arden yet, but his daughters were yeah. his, you know, absolute world. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, that was really great for me to see. That's so amazing. Okay. So then things, here comes Arden, number two, right? So we're going to keep going and the family life gets busier. How did things go with that? And like, how was your pregnancy? How was your marriage? Like through all of that, having Arden. So it took us actually a little longer to get pregnant with Arden. And, you know, I was super concerned that something wasn't right. I was like seeing the doctor. Um, as, you know, I think you get spoiled when it happens so quickly the first time yeah. and you expect the same things to happen to your body and they may not. But Matt used to tell people <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get to practice the first time, but he definitely made up for it the second time. So, you know, that was... Um, Great, I guess. <laughs> and no, so Arden, we were pregnant again. Um, and I remember doing our gender reveal, and oh gosh, he was like so hoping for a boy. Oh. But I'm telling you, he was meant to be a girl dad. Yes. And there Sounds was like a, yeah, nothing that was it. it did not matter. It was not in the cards for him to have a little boy. And and I think he realized that, you know, after having two daughters. So yeah. Arden, um, came a week early. A week early. Yep. Yeah. Also middle yes. of the night surprise yes. wake up. And this time Matt decided he was going to take his work with him to the hospital. Oh. And I was it's like, you know, you know, I, the nurse had just come in. This was a much faster <laughs> delivery. <laughs> so with London, I think I was in labor for, oh gosh, from three in the morning until she was born at seven eleven that night. Okay. Yeah. With, and I pushed for two and a half hours with wow. London. Yeah. With Arden, I, same thing, middle of the night, but she was born at 1035 in the morning. So, but I only pushed for, I don't know, five minutes. That's and so amazing. I, we're in the hospital point of that story is we're in the hospital and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I think I have to start pushing. And the nurse is like, no, there's no way, you know, no. And so Matt's on the phone with his secretary and he's like, I need you to come pick up some documents. And he's just casually chatting. And I'm like, guys, I think I got to push. Like, hello. And so he was like, I'm going to go run these documents down. And so (laughs) the nurse checks me and she's like, oh no, you're not going anywhere. We'll take care of that. And literally minutes later, Arden was here. That's incredible. So I think it was all so fast that that experience we had with London with such a slow delivery. Yes. Um, it was like a whirlwind with Arden, which yes. all makes sense now when you yes, it does. know the child that yes, Arden is. it does. A whirlwind. She came yes. flying into this world. Yes. Um, and so, you know, again, seeing Matt, he did it all. Again, he left the hospital at night to go home and be with London so he could try to keep her routine as, as normal as possible. He'd come back first thing in the morning to be with me. He, you know, I mean, he just, again, like Amazing. super, super man. He like yeah. literally did it all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously needed to be like all hands on deck as you adjust to life with a toddler and a newborn. Yes. And he, again, didn't skip a beat, was up with me in the middle of the night again and wow. changing diapers and Amazing. doing bath time. And 
and really just doing it all. That's amazing. When did you guys hang out the most when it was like just you two? Like, was it at night? Would you like go out like on dates? Like, how did you, how did that change for you guys as you had the girls? So we definitely um, had our time together at night. You know, the girls would go to bed once they would go to sleep, which in our world is no other option. Yeah, you're going to bed. Yes, that's it. So so yeah, no, they'd go to bed and that's where we kind of had our time. So really from 7.30 at night until, you know, the next morning we were together, which is, you know, a lot of time when you work and and have kids to raise. Um, And we would always, you know, go to dinner at night. On the weekends, we would always try to schedule something. You know, we would have someone come over and watch the girls. And so we were always trying to you know, still have time for each Make other. Time. Mm-hmm. And what was your dynamic like together? Like oh, you gosh. guys were <laughs> funny, right? Like, tell me about this. Like it was like banter, right? Like you guys would banter back and forth a lot. Tell me about like your, just your dynamic. So Matt was a lawyer and that alone just kind of says it all. Um, and he always used to tell people I should have been a lawyer. So if you can just imagine those two personalities together, <laughs> I said one thing and he probably agreed, but just for the sake of fun hmm. and life, yeah, yeah, he had to disagree yeah. <laughs> just to see where it would go. Yep. Um, so there was never a dull moment, but always it was never a big deal because, you know, you... Mm-hmm. That's just who mm-hmm. we were. Like yeah. we, I think we, the, the greatest thing or the, or the thing for me that I love most about our relationship is no matter who we were around, there was no putting on a front. This is who we are. And we're that. like this in front of you. Yes. And we're like this when no one else is around. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I'm just like that as a person, but to know that our relationship also kind of withheld that same, you know, um, kind of those characteristics. Yeah is important for me because I'm, I'm a very real person and Mm -hmm. I expect that, you know, your life kind of comes off that way around others as well. And not just, you know, behind closed doors. So I love that about us. Um, absolutely the banter. You, (laughs) you didn't miss a beat if you, if you were around us. I mean, okay. Some funniest moments. Do you have any like funniest moments that come to mind? Oh my gosh. In your Um, love story. (laughs) I decided one year while we were dating, my really good friend was starting a tennis league and Matt is an extremely athletic and very competitive person. And he was good at everything, literally everything. So I thought it would be a great idea to sign us up on my friend's tennis league here's the problem. I had never played tennis in my life. So (laughs) like any natural non-tennis player, you pick up a racket and join a league. I dressed the part really well. I, I really made sure to give off the vibe that I really had it together. And oh my gosh, Matt was all over the court trying to make up for my lack of tennis talent. So that was hysterical. He, when I came home that night and told him I signed us up for a tennis league, he was mortified, like just absolutely mortified. So that's a really good memory I have. I mean, honestly, there are so many funny moments that I could share. I could go on for probably weeks about many different funny moments. 
So we were working out together. <laughs> you know, that was something we like to do. And I'll never forget like the first time he came to my gym. So the gym that I went to, he used to go to a different gym. Okay. Um, and so at the gym I go to, you know, it's very, it's not about like showing off your body and like whatever. <laughs> so you can't like walk around in a sports bra and, and that's cool. I, I love that. Yeah. And so Matt's first time there, um, we're doing a workout and it starts raining and it involved, you know, some running outside. And so we're all obviously wet. And also when the bell, you know, when you heard the bell ring, you had to jump down on the ground and do burpees. And for whatever reason, Matt decided he would do that in the mud outside. But if he heard that bell, he was getting down and doing burpees. <laughs> Next thing I know, I look over it and my husband's walking around with no shirt on. And That's I was incredible. like, oh my gosh, And Matt, no one else is. No, no one, one else. else nobody else would ever even imagine doing that. And I was like, Matt, you can't walk around without your shirt on. And he's like, well, yeah, sure I can. My shirt's all dirty now. And I was like... Next thing I know, I see one of the coaches coming out of the corner That's of my eye. Amazing. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awkward. <laughs> so, That's it. Cut. Sure enough. He's like, oh, hey, man, you got you got to put your shirt back on. And he was like, oh, it's all dirty. Oh. And I was like, yep. Should <laughs> have just listened to me. That's awesome. No. Another really funny memory I have, which for some reason lately has been like playing over in my mind again, because it became like a thing between us. One day we were on like a really long road trip and we would <laughs> we would just start saying words with different accents and like we're having the best time doing it. So I like we would just start to pick a word and say it with different inflections or kind of, you know, change the focus of the syllable or like use a different accent and I don't know why but like it was so funny to us and we used to do it all the time after that it became like a thing we did we would also this sounds so dorky but you know Matt thought he was great at everything and I'm not gonna lie he he really really was but when it came to grammar and spelling you know that was my strong suit and we would do spelling challenges. So I remember one time we were driving in the car and if you pull down your visor, um, you know, there's like a warning sticker there. And he at the time drove a German car and I picked one of those words from the German writing to try to get him to spell just to, you know, throw him off a little bit. And I have to say, he actually got that one right. So, you know, fun things like that. Um, you guys just had fun together. Yeah. Like it seems like you just enjoyed, like, even in family time with the kids, were you guys always just, like, laughing, enjoying the time, like, even with the girls? Because, you know, in the early years, that can be stressful. Oh, Would gosh. Feel, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were moments, but, like, for the most part, it sounds like you were, like, pretty, like, lighthearted in yeah. those moments, too. I think, you know, overall, and I'm not going to, you know, say that it was always... Yeah. Roses and, you know, exactly. and whatever, but we, you have two strong personalities. And so there was, of course, a lot of moments, but I think our personalities and our dynamic and our relationship is what brought us right through it. Like it was no big deal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's super important, but yeah, I mean, that's just, hmm. I think we both accepted each other for who we were that's and big. that's yeah. what you got. That's yeah. who you pick. That's what. Yep, Who you are, and here we are. Yeah, it's pretty then, straightforward. Exactly. What is the hardest thing you guys had to work through? Would you say as a couple? I actually think it's what I just said. I think 
getting to the point where you understand that you're, you're who you are, right, to your core. And you come to a point where you realize, like, sure, no one's perfect. And so, of course, there are things that, you know, you wish were slightly different or that, hey, like, let's work on this together or let's, you know, maybe try to do this instead. But at the end of the day, that's who you are and you're not going to change someone. And so you kind of have to come to the realization that you're not going to change the person you're with. And so you either accept them for who you are, who they are, or you don't. And that's a decision you're going to make. And so I feel like I know I made that decision and, you know, looking back all of the things that I would have ever wanted, you know, Matt to change or be different about. No, like that's, yeah, there's so made him, him, it made him, him. And they're so, um, minuscule in the scope of, you know, of, of who he is as a, as a person and a character. And, and I would never wanted to have taken away any of those characteristics of him, you know, because he, was honestly like the best person I have ever met in my life. That's amazing. What would you say is your favorite thing about him? And what do you think he would say his favorite thing about you is? My favorite thing about him is probably just how accepting he is, how positive he is, Mm. and how literally everything in life is so wonderful. (laughs) That's great. Rose-colored glasses. Seriously. It's this rose-colored glasses. Like, And the most amazing thing is that London has that personality. And I I love that. My God, I love that about her. And so, like, literally everything is exciting. You're holding a piece of paper in your hand. Great. Wow, that is so exciting. What are you going to do with that paper? You know? And Matt was the same way. Like, he had a very tough job, you know, as a lawyer in trial and never once, not one time, can I tell you that he walked in that door and took it out on anyone or that you would ever even have known in his demeanor and his personality. And I think that is wow. a remarkable, a absolutely really. incredible quality yeah. um, that most people can't separate. Yes. And he, because he truly loved life, like he yeah. could not have been more excited about doing nothing, you know? Yeah. And it's just a wonderful quality to have. So he just had things in perspective. That sounds like, like he just knew, right? Like he, he I think so. And I also think he was just so carefree. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Now what do you think he would say his favorite thing about you? Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he would probably say that he never wanted to admit this, but then he would sometimes. He thought I was really funny. <laughs> but then he would tell me all the time, you're not funny. Ah! But, oh gosh, he thought I was so funny. I know that. I think another one of his favorite things about me, and he wrote this in his vows, actually, in his wedding vows to me, was that I like to make up my own words. And I am definitely like a grammar freak, but for some reason, sometimes I forget the right word. And so I'll just kind of make up a word and go with it. And he would always call me out on it. So I think he thought that was just really funny and just, you know, another one of my quirks, which I think he also loved how quirky I am. I know he loved how dedicated and um, persistent and just my kind of overall 
personality traits. Yep. I think he genuinely accepted those because lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not necessarily the easiest person to, I wouldn't say be around, but I'm not necessarily the easiest person to be married to. Looking back, like you know. He loved it. He loved and it. And I think he loved every second yeah, of it. Yeah, I think he did too. I think he <laughs> loved every second of it. Thanks for listening to Love String, love stories that tie us all together. Join us for our next episode where I get quite emotional as I share part two of our story. If you have a love story you want to share, we want to hear it. Email us at lovestringpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a review. Until then, keep looking for it. Love is all around. <laughs>